Welcome to episode 49 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson. It's like I could literally, 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 I could literally hear your breath beginning before I've finished saying my name. No, just because you have to like cut cut right into. Yeah, that was a thing. So we recently filmed, we recorded our um, Kickstarter crowdfunding (laughs) video. Yeah. And we had to do a lot of takes over again because I just kept jumping the gun for my thing, for yeah. my, my, uh, even though my it was sp- like, spiel. we, we, I mean, I don't want to say scripted because we just kind of came up with it. Yeah. We had an outline. Like, but it, there was like an outline and, and there was a rule and a time for everything. And I don't know how many times you would just cut me off. Like, yeah. it was like, I still have a whole other sentence to say. And you were like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. So that took probably three hours longer than it needed to. We probably, Mm-hmm. Should have been able to get that done in like half an hour, but it took yeah. us like four or five hours. Yeah. It was or a long time. It was a long time. It was good though. I think it came out well. Y'all yeah. will see it soon. Yeah, the second one. You know, it's it's that type of stuff is annoying because mm-hmm. technically it was already done, but we'd left out a kind of an important bit yeah. from it, and it was like crap. So the question was, do we try to recreate the lighting, which is always difficult. Uh, and then, of course, it's lawnmower season, so we yeah. have that going against us. Um, That's what we're we're doing this at night right now. Because yeah. So it's like, is... do I try to recreate this and then just hope that we could slide that one bit in and nobody would notice that this was filmed on a different day? But then there were things that I didn't really like about the first about one. The, but if we'd gotten everything in, I yeah. would have just lived with it and probably would have sure. never even gone back and really micromanaged it. But then I kind of went back with the fine tooth comb, I guess, and I was like, oh. I just hate all of that. What yeah. is going on with my hair? Yeah. Well, when you have the opportunity to change something, then it's like, you know, you're going to start nitpicking it to make it better. Yeah, I can I, I can probably tear this apart and be like, let's do it again. But yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yep. It is what it is. It is what it is. So. Um, What's on the agenda today? It's going to be a good you, one. You tell me. Is it? Yeah. Well, so this week mm-hmm. at my day job, and now my day job is um, I deal with, you know, so it's in the creative field, you know. So we, um, I was lucky enough. Have you enough, never said where you, you've said where? Yeah, I've said it. Um, so we were lucky enough. Work at WWE. Yeah. <laughs> so we invested in a camera for our department. So we can then use that to record elements, mm-hmm. you know, to use in our animations. And so we bought the camera and then our company was gracious enough to actually get us a education course. Mm-hmm. And so, well, obviously, the camera we bought was a red Gemini. I, I, I kind, I sorry, gotta cut you off. I'm yeah. gonna cut you off now. Yeah, I kind of, just kind of, sort of want to slap whoever came up with education. Yeah, not to be. Anytime they can put red instead of Ed anywhere, <sighs> they do it. Uh, we bought a red Gemini with some Zeiss CP3s, and then we bought three Zeiss CP3s, and then one. Zeiss CP2 because we wanted the 50 millimeter macro, which doesn't come in a CP3 yet. Mm. Uh, I mean, let's go. Seriously. Yeah. So we had the guy, uh, this guy, Jeff from Abel Cine and Emma from Red mm-hmm. came and did the course for the week. It was the entire, usually it's, I think it's a three day course or so, but they, because, you know, we can't spend the whole day there. We have work to do. We did a five day, five half days. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, that was my week. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. Why, why don't you talk about it? Okay. So, all right. So, <laughs> well, here's, the, I mean, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, and I don't blame if you haven't, but. I kind of do. Yeah. Um, our feelings on Red are, we don't hate Red, obviously. I mean, a, a camera is just a tool, but we have noticed that the quality that comes out of people that have Reds varies so dramatically. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think there's. Too dramatically, one might say. Yeah. I never owned a Red. I don't really have any experience with red because my opinion is if you have an Ari with nice lenses, you're going to get a pretty decent image, right? That's my opinion. If you're lighting it well and you're... From an Ari? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, why wouldn't lit, you? If it's lit well. So here's the thing. <laughs> Can you just finish a thought? Yeah, I know. I'm all over the place. Sorry, let's focus. All right. So we wondered why there was just such a big variation in quality coming well, out I of the camera. Well, I kind of knew, but... 
Yeah. Well, yeah. But going through the technical side of red, I see now why there's just such a huge spectrum, yeah, of quality in this because the kind of the core concept of red is they're trying they're letting you manipulate everything that's coming off that sensor. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good and bad, right? Because the good thing about it is now you can manipulate everything that comes off that sensor. But the mm-hmm. bad part is is that now, now you, you have, have to manipulate everything. Yeah, you have to sensor. manipulate everything that comes off the sensor. So and look, cameras are just a tool, right? You know, if you can't make a red look good, then you know. You're going to struggle with any camera, right? But it was really interesting to see the kind of the workflow of that. And Hmm. it all seemed overly complex. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it. I equate it to like Macs and PCs, right? PCs, although PCs not so much anymore, but PCs were generally for people that wanted to kind of get in and tweak and add yeah. things and all that stuff. Where Macs were for people that just wanted to get the computer and get to work so they could just start creating right. things. So a red seems like the PC in this analogy, whereas a camera I like feel like my, that that can start a war somewhere. Know. But well, it's just my feeling. You know what I want to say? I, look, I, I I I would shoot on one. I have no problem. You know, there's no problem. My camera, the Ursa Mini Pro. I feel like I can just tap a couple settings and we're off to the races. Yeah. So we learned a lot about (laughs) compression ratios and how the sensor takes the data in what it does with it, how to implement it into some kind of workflow airplane. There's an airplane. Sorry if you can hear that. (laughs) I was like, what is that? And it was really interesting because the course, which was taught through us through Able Cine in New York City. I don't know where to start, like how to sum this up the best, but if you're getting a red, having that class is, and I don't want to try to upsell anybody on a red, but having that class was super helpful. If you're getting, if you can afford a red, I think getting that class is kind of a must. If you don't know, you know, and I know, I know I've, hey, I've been filming for a long time. I, I know cameras pretty well. I'm a pretty quick learner with technology and stuff. And that class was really helpful to me. Yeah. If, if I were to ever buy a red, I'd feel much more comfortable now than before, just in terms of the workflow of it. Because mm-hmm. it's a pretty, it's a bear of a workflow, right? It's not as simple like as I have now with my camera where I record something, I put it in my computer, I transfer it over, and then I start editing, you know. Because there's just so much stuff coming off this sensor, there's just a whole workflow involved in a lot of company, a lot of production companies that will get that camera, you know, they have a person whose whole entire job is just to manage that media and to yeah. manage that workflow. So it's kind of designed more for that. If you have even. the crew for it, then it's a, yeah. it's a worthwhile uh, purchase, perhaps, yeah. or I, rental. I think the class, I think the class, the three-day full class is like 1500 bucks or something like that. Yikes. Yeah, so it's pretty expensive. But hey, you're dropping, you know, 30 grand on a camera. Well, spend an extra grand. all of them. No. Well, the cheapest one, I don't think you can get the cheapest one working for like less than 20 Mm, yeah but but that said it's it's a you know again it's a tool it's a it's a great tool just so you know when you say like if we ever bought a red that would never happen no <laughs> like they're not going to get cheaper there's no way that we're spending twenty thousand dollars on a red or any camera really i mean it's just not uh that just if we have that kind of money then do we even need to own a camera <laughs> like if we have yeah. 20 grand like it's just well some people will invest rent in it whatever. Right? if you're a dp you know you you buy a red. Well, and yeah, then you if make you're doing, back. yeah, obviously. But I think for us, you know, we don't film enough yeah. to justify well, having a camera of of that caliber mm-hmm. price point. Right, and that's and, just a bit much. And it goes. I know. I know. We've talked about this a little bit before, but if I can't get good enough quality images out of my camera, then buying a red isn't going to do anything for me. Yeah, I just you think, uh, and and you know, I'll. I'll and that's no knock on red, right? That's just a point of fact. I've of... never, I've, I've seen beautiful stuff on red. I just mm-hmm. think that unfortunately, yeah, like... red is the go-to camera for far too many people who shouldn't have a go-to camera because they don't know anything about any cameras yet. As you'd said, it's a very technical camera. So if you have somebody who doesn't know a lot about cameras, I feel like mm-hmm. I said that a hundred times, um, that's probably the worst purchase that you can make. Mm-hmm. And you're you're going to shoot yourself in the foot, cinematically shoot yourself in the foot. Right. And so we've seen really nice quality stuff come from Red, and it's usually from uber professionals or higher budgets because they obviously have the crew to know how to work that camera. But I, I have to say that probably 70 to 75% of the time that I see stuff filmed on Reds in Film Fest, for instance, and, and I'm talking like really indie caliber right. Film Fest, people who happen to get their hands on a Red or they knew somebody who had one or whatever, 70 to 75% of the time, it's subpar image. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never thought Especially that... It, I've never thought that they would have invested either in renting the camera exactly, or buying it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know where, where... I don't know how you meet these people, but so many times they hear like, yeah, my buddy has a Red or I know someone who has a Red. I'm like, we just know somebody who has a Red who's willing to let or just willing to be DP. Yeah. 
we never know these types of people. Um, well, well, that's the other thing too that that's kind of popular in the red community, I guess, is that people will buy red and then automatically think they're a DP just because they bought a red. Yeah. yeah I mean, right. I guess that could be with any camera. But, well, that's what I'm saying is, yeah. you know, uh, I, I want to film something and or I want to be a DP or whatever. And, and red is what everybody uses. And that's the name. That's the name brand. Mm-hmm. It's the General Mills, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the film. Everyone knows the name. That's yeah, it. Yeah. A lot of people just feel that because they buy that camera. You you will probably get jobs just because you have that camera. Oh, sure. But once people see what you can't do with it, you're not really going to get many offers. We'd seen a music video from for a band that we had done a music video for, Hollow Bones. They're mm-hmm. no longer together. But when they were, we had done two videos for them. And they had a video years before that, I think, or like a year or two before that, that was recorded. And we found out that was filmed on a red. And I was just like, wow, that was completely unnecessary. And like the video didn't look bad, right. but it just was like why why would you even why did the dp bother filming that on a red it was probably a a pretty good example of someone who didn't know what to do with that camera so they got an image Mm -hmm. they basically knew how to turn it on Mm -hmm. focus (laughs) a little depth of field here and there because i throw a little depth of field in there but pretty much nothing else because the image was completely flat it was black and white too it was black and white but it was just flat and there you could have gotten that with probably a dslr yeah. And I'm not I'm not being cheeky when I say that. You yeah. probably could have gotten that from like whatever latest Canon had been out at that time yeah. would have been the same thing. Um so yeah, so not I I'd say yeah, I'm not saying we would never use a red. We probably never will because we just would never have the opportunity <laughs> to right. use that expensive of a, of a camera. But again, not hating on red and we actually were um thinking of maybe having some of the those reps that taught you the class. Yeah come on them. the show and just kind of talk about it yeah well it's it's kind of interesting too because um emma who works at red her story is kind of interesting right she worked in the industry she's worked on shows like sneaky Pete and all these shows and then she was kind of tired of working on everybody else's stuff and wanted to start making her own stuff mm-hmm. so she kind of got like the nine to five and now can really just focus on making her own creative stuff yeah with i guess you know a, a great leg up with access to good cameras <laughs> but uh but she, that's an interesting story so i really wanted to have her on to talk about it and then the guy the gentleman jeff who teaches the class he's the main teacher and, and mm-hmm. emma's there to kind of like um back up you know to be the actual Red representative, um, but Jeff is Jeff is this guy, and I'll go Who's on record. That, I'll go on record in saying this that Jeff is kind of my hero <laughs> because he, this guy knows everything about everything so much so that during the class it was like our goal to try to stump him on something, any topic, any just, topic. Starfish, yeah. go. <laughs> it got to that point, lifespan like, of know, a starfish. Two by fours were they actually two by fours in the nineteen hundreds? <laughs> you know, like or the what's the measurements? And now houses are different because if they were built back, in, you know, all this crazy stuff. But he is just uh, an extreme wealth of information. It's he's like a high functioning rain man of cameras. And... Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and so I wanted. So he actually works at Abel Cine, and I actually wanted to have um, probably will have him on to just t- talk about the technical side of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a very creative guy, so it's not like he's just like this technical. He's a started as a photographer. Is funny because you you know because during the class you're learning all about the red camera, but you're also learning the principles of it because the the class is set up for the lowest common denominator, right? For somebody to come in that knows nothing about filmmaking, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they tailored it for us because we're, you know, we kind of know a little bit more than maybe your average person off the street that whose mom bought them a red and then gave them the class or something, but they tailored it a little bit. So they're also teaching fundamentals. Like you want to set your exposure here and this is why, you Mm -hmm. know, and exposure. So there's just so much that goes into it. Um, you know, for example, there's like a setting in the camera where you can go set your tone map and then you can also set your highlight roll off. And so for me, I'm just like, well, why wouldn't it just be the best that it could be? Because at the end of the day, if you're shooting raw, you're going to bring it into Resolve or whatever you're using. <laughs> just automatically went into Wu-Tang what? with raw because I've been watching the documentary. Recently. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> baby, you shoot it raw. Um you're shooting it raw, so you're going to manipulate the crap out of the image anyway. Yeah. So why are yeah. you why are you finagling with it so much in the? I mean, I get you know you want to have your client looking at something decent, but it just seems like a whole lot of work. I feel like people are either team raw or not when you I'm talk to raw, somebody 100%. and you're you know like no we're shooting it raw. You either get like nice or you get like ugh. 
<laughs> so well, it's a usually lot of, the response. Yeah. Uh, Every, you know, it's just a lot because you have a lot of data. So you have these big mm-hmm. files and you got to store them everywhere and you got to back them up and you got to have a, a large drive that's fast enough to be but able to work. But ultimately you're going to get the most opportunities mm-hmm. out of shooting raw because if you yeah. don't, you're stuck with the image that you have. More or less, depending on what you sort shoot. Of, yeah, yeah, but you're you're not going to have as many options or, you, you know, when you're, if you're not shooting in raw, it's like it's, you kind of have, all right, so we got A, B, C kind of looks okay. But if you shoot raw, you can kind of maybe go, you know what, I want to do something different. Now you have the opportunity to be able to kind of get something a little different out of it because it's, you yeah. shot raw. Otherwise, you know, because if you don't, it's just like, well, you can't re-manipulate that. Yeah. It's not, it is what it is. And the thing about, Film and, and because I'm an old guy, the thing about filmmaking now that's really interesting is so back when you had I guess it wasn't that long ago, but when you had like your DSLRs and and I'm sure people plenty of people still make films on them. Obviously, coming from that world is where I started making DSLR films. You had to be really careful of your highlights because mm-hmm. you once you started getting close to clipping, your highlights were in danger of blowing out, and then that was it. Right. You know, everything, as you know, there was not a lot of dynamic range. And then the higher end of that, your highlights are clipping like crazy, always on a DSLR. So you had to always shoot like a stop or two below her because you didn't want to run the risk of anything clipping. Whereas now with shooting with raw, it's the complete opposite. You know, you don't want to shoot underexposed. If anything, you want to err on the side of shooting overexposed. And then you can always just bring it down in post because your highlights tend to be a little bit more protected mm-hmm. than the grain you're going to deal with in your in your the shadowy areas. Grain in the dark. is never fun. Yeah. We don't so, like it. Um, so that's that's just, I mean, that's not like something I learned, learned from the class, but that was just interesting to see how they went over that exact fact yeah. in the class, you know. So now now you can... Now you can officially say, look, I've worked on a red. I've been reeducated. I've been reeducated and, and I, yeah. I'm still, yeah, I, I'm I still team su- black super, magic. <laughs> yeah. I've, I'm super comfortable with a red. I mean, I, I'm sure I could have picked it up and figured it out. But knowing, and that's the other thing, right? So for our purposes, we're going to just set the camera up in an optimal way mm-hmm. in terms of all the little things. And then all the things we're going to really need to be changing are our compression ratio, our frame rate, um, and you know whatever lens we're using, we'll just mess with the the aperture and stuff. And that's really it. Hmm. Um, but, you know, so n- now that I know all the inner workings of it, I'm able to kind of set it up in a default state that mm-hmm. we can always use. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because for another example is you have to black shade your camera all the time, right? So I don't do that as much with my camera as what I should. So black shading is like when... So the thing with cameras is the noise, right? Yep. And the... Not- actual noise no the digital noise right. grain if you will mm-hmm. but it's not really grain but Just so in case you didn't know <laughs> right so then you have to turn your camera on let it come up to temperature the running temperature so to speak, yeah. yeah and then let the camera calibrate what darkness is mm-hmm. so it knows and then it sets a map for what that black level is or whatever so um every and you have to do that for every shutter speed that you're going to use in every frame rate um so that can be really a tedious and time-consuming thing so you know, if I know we're always going to be shooting this high speed, this high speed, and I can shade those in the environment that we're in, and then we're good to go. And I mm-hmm. never have to do it again because now it's my, it'll probably be my responsibility to kind of teach everybody else now because mm-hmm. that my job, you know, we do a lot, we, we're mainly designers, but I'm kind of like the camera guy there yeah, um, because uh, I have the most experience with cameras. So it's always on me to like, which is fun, you know, it's fine. You know, there's other people there that know a lot about cameras as well. So it's, kind of on me and them to get everybody else up to speed with it. But I can't go through a three-day course with everybody. I have to yeah. simplify it to what what do you need to know? Here's most how you important change, thing to know. Yeah, here's how you change your frame rate and your shutter speed. If I'm not around. Here's what you need to know. Here's your major three. Yeah. Your three major. Frame rate, uh, shutter speed. Um, bullet points. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But that's, that's it was, it was, it was fun, interesting. I learned a lot and the teachers were great. Um, and I think they appreciated our group because we were a little bit more savvy. Usually they're having to teach to the lowest common denominator. So they have to, you know, cause it's a class, right? So you can't just assume everybody knows a lot, mm-hmm. which most people don't know a lot. Some people do. So you have to kind of find a way to balance that. But yeah, that's reducation. There's your reducation. You've been reducated. You've been reducated. But if you have any questions about reds and if you're bored, you can shoot us a message. Yeah. Which Paul will answer because yeah, I won't know how to answer it. any of that. If you got any questions. I'd say look I can give for you the button that says The reducation power. class is 1500 bucks, but send me 15 bucks, and I'll tell you what I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to love that, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> he's just kidding. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, but seriously. Okay. No, he's not. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I'm not going to go too deep into this because I'm, I'm over it. Mm. Uh, but I feel like I we have to mention the last episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Not really a spoiler thing here because I'm not getting too deep into it. Here's the long story short. You either loved it or you hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody was kind of like, I don't know. I guess I could say I was in between. Yeah, you can be in between. I didn't love a lot of the decisions. I didn't hate mm-hmm. a lot of them. I had to think about some stuff Yeah, over. And then the next day I started, be, you know, having epiphanies and being like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is what actually happened. I'm not. Um, yeah. Yeah. My So my takeaway is that I'm not necessarily really that upset about anything that happened. There was a couple things, you know, the, you know, but nothing too crazy. My biggest problem is just pretty much everybody's complaint is just the time. It's just how long it took, you know, the storyline was like just wrapped up so, so quickly. Um, And then there were, there were specific storylines that that had been built up all this time and then literally went nowhere. You were like, you know, because it's the last episode. I'm thinking, how are they going to wrap up Mm -hmm. all of this stuff in one episode? You just don't. (laughs) Apparently, they just went like, now, not going to do it. So more so than talking about the actual episode Mm -hmm. and what happened in the episode, you know, there was, I I felt that there was a lot of wasted opportunity. That's the best way that I, somebody says, what did you think of this season? There was a lot of wasted opportunity. It wasn't the worst thing I'd ever seen, as people said. It was, it's a little disappointing because you've put in literally, clearly, like close to a decade yeah. of your time. Uh, we didn't because we binged it. But for some people, they've been watching it as Well, it, we binged it from, we started we binged it like, from season five, I think. We binged up to season five and then we were on yeah, some, yeah. somewhere around there. But we binged five seasons in like yeah. three weeks or something yeah, like yeah. that. So um, I will say this it was season eight was probably, if not the one of the, technically best mm-hmm. episodes like the the cg the dragon never looked better you know uh, a yeah. lot of the um camera work and cinematography and stuff was really really i thought was really really spectacular yeah so so you have um the 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 writers of mm-hmm. this so here's here's what i'm actually going to talk Weiss about and benioff yeah uh and then george martin is oh yeah I think he kind of gave up after writer. four or five. He was like, <laughs> "Well, he didn't finish." Yeah. So here's that's part of my point. Well, no, right? I'm saying I think he kind of started pulling back pulling from back, the yeah. show around four um, or five. Uh, well, no, because I I believe that he's um, he's credited throughout yeah, but, the entire thing, yeah. all the way up into 2019. So I don't know how many of those episodes he actually was like really probably the earlier ones. But yeah. so what I really want to get into is you know people saying, "Oh, the storyline, storyline." And you know, first of all, uh, if you really want to shit on somebody, you could shit on Martin. Like you should have finished. Finish the damn the book. The damn book yeah. or, you know, your trilogy, what, not trilogy, but, you He'll know, never these finish the stories. Book. So, the, you know, for him to say he's kind of disappointed where they went, it's like, you really shouldn't say anything. <laughs> you don't get to say anything because you didn't finish. Did um, he say that? Yeah, he'd said that he was kind of disappointed, disappointed? Well, in uh, in the fact that they were ending it. Like that the it could have. Yeah. No, like they, they, they could have gone longer. Oh, like yeah, he didn't yeah. think they were going to just like cut it at this season or whatever. And it's like, well, they kind of had to. And so here's the thing. There's there's going to be theories. And whether you're a Game of Thrones fan or not, this is this conversation is just more more for business, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the the two writers of the show, Benioff and Weiss, mm-hmm. they are, they've already, they already had uh, Disney knocking at their door. And yep. what does Disney own? It's Star Wars. Yeah, Star so Wars. I don't, obviously don't know the timeline of this. I don't know these people personally, but just, just for, as an outsider, let's just look at how this, this happened, right? I think um, you're downplaying your relationship with Weiss and Benioff a little bit. We've met a couple times, yeah, but it's yeah. not as serious as like, you know, my other friendships. But yeah. anyway, so on an on on an artistic standpoint mm-hmm. and as a writer, yes. As a writer, yes. I can say I cannot think of anything more grating than having to work on the same effing story for nearly a decade. Yeah. That is so tiring. Yep. Not Just an excuse to give up, though. Yeah, right. Espe- because th- there's that double-edged sword, right? Like, I don't want to work on this anymore. I'm sick of this. But you've worked on this for so long. Like, give you know? it, a, give it a good ending. Like, yeah. put it in, you know, put put the your, your best foot forward and and really end it the right way. Mm-hmm. That can be argued, but you know there is a part of me that's just kind of like I can't imagine because you have to look at it this way. Everyone else on the show, they get to work on other shit. They're working on other films. They're working on other projects. They get to do skits. 
these writers have done nothing except for like one episode of, I think, or three episodes of It's Sunny in Philadelphia or something like that in like 2011 or something like something like that. Um, If you go on their IMDb, there's nothing else that they've worked on because while everyone else is editing and doing all that stuff, Mm -hmm. you're having to write the next season. It's never over for you. And so you have to dedicate 100% of your time to the same storyline. Yeah. And that's exhausting. So a little bit of suckage there. But then also, we don't know what happened, right? We don't know. HBO can say, oh, we're giving you endless amounts of money, but you don't really know what that means. And then there's also like whatever time crunch you have. Like, okay, well, you got to get this done in this time. Well, I don't have enough time for that. Well, too bad. Okay, you know what? Fuck you. Here's your story. (laughs) Well, in the the interest of spreading rumors, (laughs) I I read this thing um, how... I guess initially, because now all this shit's going to come out, right? It's over and whatever. Yeah. So I'm sure this is probably not true, but I like the I, dirt. I like the idea of it. Is that you the like be- the idea of this being a possible, uh, yeah, possible. Uh, rumor? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, is that Weiss and Benioff wanted six seasons, mm-hmm. beginning to end. This is our arc. It's going to be six seasons, but of ten episodes. And then game uh, HBO wanted ten episode, ten year, ten seasons of ten episodes each. Mm-hmm. I guess they had settled on seven, mm-hmm. and then it, it ended up going to eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was probably something in there, you know, like you know, we wanted to end it after seven, and now we're, they're pushing to eight. So now we got to put do eight, and we just want to get it done. Well, also, you know, why were the last two seasons so short? You know, it's still well, roughly the same amount of time. That's what I was going to say. Episodes. Is that not this isn't a rumor? This is something that I I read that the writers had said. Oh yay! What <laughs> yay facts? Uh, who needs facts? Psh, yeah. Whatever. Psh, it's the um, internet. <laughs> That they had said in the beginning when they had this first became a thing and it was like, oh, we're going to do Game of Thrones. The ball was in motion, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, It was under the assumption that Martin was going to be done by now. Right. And then he wasn't. So it's like. What, I'm, what not saying it's a, it's, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's an excuse for poor writing, but when you're you know as a writer when you're bouncing off of somebody else's yeah. creation and then suddenly they're like I don't have any more. It's like uh, what am I supposed to do with this now? Yeah. Um. So that is that again. I'm going to throw more shade at Martin and put more of the onus on the fact that like if this is your creation and this is your story and you didn't finish, then you can't really bitch about how it ended or when it ends or whatever. And just in some slight defense of the writers, this was sort of formulated under the assumption that they would have the material throughout the entire process. And and they didn't. I'm sure to be a writer on Game of Thrones and to be at that level, you have to be good and you have to give a shit about what you're writing. Mm -hmm. You can't be a good writer. Generally, you can't be a good writer if you don't give a shit. So it's not like those writers are like, F it. I, I, let's screw it up. You know, George R. R. Martin gave them the beats of where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems pretty confident that the, the books will end in a similar way. Obviously, they'll get there differently because there's people in the books and the movie yeah. and the show that are different or dead or not dead or whatever. But, you know, yeah, I mean, if you're going in, assuming that as a writer going in, assuming like, all right, well, we're we're adapting this book into this thing. Right. And now we're at a point where it's like, all right. You have to There's go. No story. You have to do X, Y, and Z. Get there, and you're like, "What? What the fuck?" Like, yeah. you know. So I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily show have any problems with the writers. Like, you know, after six years, seven years of re- adapting, and then I'm having over to. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I just can't it's imagine. Not even over it. It's just a, a, a completely different. It, it's it's a shift. No matter what you do, you know, you don't have the source material anymore. I I here's what I want to here's the the excuse that I want to get give as a rumor. This is my potential sure. rumor. Okay. Is that they were just over it, right? And then the, the books ended and they were like, I'm done. So like if you don't care I'm enough done. to finish Yeah, the like books, if you like, don't finish the book, like fun? we've been working on this for so long. I'm over it. I want to work on something else. And you didn't even finish, like just end the damn thing. And I'm not saying that's right, but I think that's what might have happened. And then there's also like, let's just think about the fact that you've got Disney knocking on your door. Mm-hmm. Tap, tap, tap. There's no way that they're not getting paid really, really nicely to yeah. write Star Wars. So um, we don't know that Disney wasn't like, guess what? <laughs> you need to be done. By, you need to be yeah. done by this time. And they were like, uh, OK, so uh, there is a magical pot of gold and the fairies fly out of it. Boom, it's over. <laughs> like, we're done with the We're done with the story. And then they move on to the moneymaker. Not that they probably weren't getting paid should, well for you know, Game of Thrones, but I, I know Star Wars, they were getting yeah. paid well for Star Wars. So Thinking of it that way, you would think that they would be like, they would want to hand it over. 
to different showrunners. I don't know. I you think know? I think as finicky as fans are, they would have more. They'd rather it suck than have it exchange hands at the last minute. Because people last minute, are so if, like. If Wise and Betty Off were like, "Hey, we want to do six and. HBO was like, we'll do 10, yeah, and then they can be like, all right, well, we'll seasons. do six, and then you can have someone else do the other there's, four. I don't know. There's just so many uh, contractual yeah. type of agreements that, that no one will ever know. Yeah. Um, so that, 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 is, that is my, that is final, my final take on it. pulled in 20, almost 20 million viewers. Of course it so. did, but I, I feel like, like 10 million of those people want, were watching it just so they can hate it. it. Yeah, <laughs> they would just hate watching it. They're like, we're going to hate this. Um, but yeah. I was disappointed spent. by some stuff. It was like, mm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right. And then it's over. Okay. Yep. So let's move on. Yep. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's that. And then there's, there's also like with this type of show, you are never, anyone who's involved in this show will forever be attached to it. Too fu- Those yeah. two writers will always be the guys that wrote Game of Thrones. Yeah. And always. Every, yeah, and it's just like lost Every character. Or- when I see Lena Headey, I'm like, ah, yes, Cersei. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, oh, it's yeah, always yeah. you're always that character. You're always Jon Snow. You're always Daenerys. You know, you're always uh, Sansa. Like that's just, I don't care if you look like an X Man. Yeah, an X Men. An X Men. That's still Sansa. Yeah. <laughs> like an that X, doesn't change. X person. Um, Peter Dinklage is, you know, it, it's just that you're always going to be that character. Um, so that's that's. You know what's interesting though is I've I've heard some you know from people that have binged it just online like not personally mm-hmm. and they have a they, their view of it is different because whoa sorry let me fix that there. what's up there noisy creaky creaky McCreakerson <laughs> is that you know when you binge it it's a completely different experience yes so the ending doesn't feel so rushed it just feels like all right now things are picking up let's right. go yeah um, because you watching it uh, what is it live I guess we yeah, would yeah. say. Um, you're you're waiting sometimes a year or two for a season and by the time it comes you're like oh what happened again yeah there should be tough. recaps for every single if if a show takes longer than 6 months there should be a quick recap just mm-hmm. throw me we? the important things that yeah. happened here because i'm not going to especially on a show like game of thrones that has a gajillion people on it mm-hmm. you can never remember who's coming or going yeah so that i i that really annoys me. I think also uh, I heard not that we fought. We dropped. We dropped uh, Orange Is the New Black. I think in the end of the third season. Yeah. Um, whichever one was the one where Lori Petty got locked up. Oh yeah. For the murder. That was the last season that we watched it. Um, they're like on their final season. I didn't even think that show was still going, but it's still going. We're wet um, people. Yeah, we went. We're kind of Team Wentworth. I've had a couple people say like, "No, no, no, go back to it." It it dropped and then it came back up. I don't know. Maybe if I'm like really bored or something, Mm -hmm. I might go back into it. Some of the characters were really fun and and everything, but that was another show that was just like, "Let's end this now." Like they felt like they needed to wrap that up, and it just kind of kept going. And I don't know. Such is life. Like uh, Walking Dead. Forget it. I can't even. I can't even with that show i can't even i can't even but i think they could have taken like and that's the thing right is everybody should just mash the everybody's two gonna shows remember, together everybody's gonna remember game of thrones at for season eight whether they like oh, it forget or not, it you know? yeah and if i think they if they would have um taken everything i mean hindsight's 2020 right mm-hmm. so i can say whatever i want but if they would have taken all eight seasons and made it six seasons and planned it out from the very beginning mm-hmm. I think it would have been much more satisfying because they didn't know what to what to what avenues to really go down because they don't you know they're assuming this guy's something. Finish the books. There, there's no doubt in my mind that it got rushed because there were way too many storylines that just never got addressed at the end. Yeah, there's no way that you're going to put that much effort into a character's arc and and all this stuff through a show and then in the end like never even get yeah. into it. And yeah, so yeah. It, it just was like. They just were like, fuck it. Who cares? Like, yeah, just there's all those memes ended. going around about how the writers are like, oh, what about this? And they, oh, we forgot about that. Because I guess they made a statement about how they f- had forgotten about something <laughs> somewhere. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Anyway. We've talked so, too long about it. Yeah. Well, I, I I didn't intend to talk long about the details. That's what I was saying. Oh, I was going to yeah, talk yeah. details of the last episode. I'm over it. It's over. But I just kind of wanted to talk about that whole thing. Because, it you know, this happens with other films and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming other series and things like Breaking Bad, you know. Yeah. I felt like Breaking Bad could have could have knocked off one season before. Yeah. 
that last season was kind of like teetery for me. Yeah. It was, I'm but glad I, it ended. Yeah. You know, now you people talking about, oh, there's going to be, is it going to hear a spinoff? I've been hearing about a spinoff for like four years right. now. Well, they're doing a movie apparently. Yeah. Or a spinoff. Or I've been hearing about Paul. a movie and a, sp- and a, I don't know, I, yeah. whatever. But, um, uh, and that's, that's what's so great about British shows and stuff is that, Especially Ricky Gervais is like three seasons done and done. We're done. We'll yeah. move it on. Which is great. They're doing a season two of um, his last. Oh God, what was the name? Afterlife. Or, yeah, absolutely. Or, or yeah, life. Something about life. Yeah, Some life. about being a widow. Yeah, um, they're doing a season two for that. Yeah, but he won't. He will not He's drive it into like the go ground. Into like six seasons no. of anything. You know? No, he'll go like two or three seasons and then move on. Which is and that's, that's how it should be. That's how. Well, that's how it always in the, in in the states. You know, we always have. You know, we want to milk everything. <sighs> forever it's too much they're already filming uh the prequels to game of thrones yes yeah so i don't don't know if i'm gonna watch that it's just like yeah i'm gonna judge it on its own on its own merit you know i'm not gonna if it looks good i'll watch it if it doesn't i won't it's just like i get tired of topics you know that's like with the like the zombie you know it's already walking dead and then this movie has about zombies and then this show is about zombies and it's like enough with the zombies and i've had a i've had enough of like fantastical knights and castles i'm good for probably like a good three or four years and supposed to have naomi watts in it i think even still it's the same thing yeah she's great but i just um i'm kind of over the topic uh, we've, uh, you finished Rain. The Rain. Uh, the Rain. And then, like, I wasn't really watching that show. I was present yeah. for it, as I said last time. Yeah. But then they kind of, they they uh, they upped their game a bit, especially in the last episode. Last ha- that half even I was like, yeah. whoa, 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 what's going on? Yeah. I So, yeah, I really, I really, really liked this show a lot. Better than the first season? or It's different. Mm. You know, it's, it's, I think it's a good progression. The, season one of, of something is always going to be, you know great or whatever i i feel like yeah it might be better than season one mm. i feel like it uh, it goes in a really interesting place that you didn't think about you know yeah. there's really no rain in it you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's flashbacks of rain yeah. but there wasn't any but actual it's, rain it's it's, it's which, what's interesting because i feel like if this show was made here they would ha- figure out a way to make rain happen again yeah. whereas now they're just this is this whole series is spawned off of what of rain of the rain that came down in right. season one, so it still works or whatever. But yeah, it was it was really really interesting, and I think they took it to a place took, took, took it to a place that I didn't expect. Hmm. And at first, I was like, "Where are you going with this place show?" <laughs> kind of, and then I was like, "Oh!" Then yeah, the last episode, I was just like, oh. "Yeah," and the last shot specifically, I was like, "Oh!" Love when they do stuff like yeah. that. So it was, oh, I just I loved it so good. Good My thing. one critique oh boy. is the visual. There's this one effect that happens a lot uh, to this one character. I feel like it could Rasmus. have been... Rasmus. <laughs> I feel like it could have been tightened up a little bit. When he, he like... Yeah, when the stuff... Kind of hulks or whatever yeah, he thing, does. when the stuff happens. I feel like... And it's a tough effect. I'm not saying like, oh, I, I actually could have done thought the easier. smoke looked decent. For me, it, it was looked... more the veiny thing that they did to him. Uh, I, I I feel the opposite. I oh. love the veiny stuff. Really? But the smoke from a technic from a pure technical standpoint, mm-hmm. I'm watching this as like a super nerd of like visual yeah. effects and compositing, um, and I just saw a little bit of the of the particles. Well, no, just a little bit of the. I was just throwing know, a like, word out there. Yeah. I was hoping just was some of the stick. tracking was a little, yeah. you know, whatever. And look, it's it's better than I could have done. So let me just say that. But you know, I feel like it could, you know, for their budget, I feel like it could have been a little bit tighter, but it's still cool. But we don't know the budget, right? Their budget yeah. could be lower than their budget is probably much lower than we would have here in the states. And yeah. they were, as as often happens, they're probably more. Uh, focused on the story it's six episodes so you can get through it because they don't do a ton of effects in it no i think that's probably like they don't it looks great yeah they're just working with what they have Mm -hmm. i guess but yeah i wish i actually wish it was a couple more episodes yeah not that anything wasn't like that that things were rushed or whatever but um i just i really it just was so good i mean i just wanted more well hopefully there were a couple little things where like the people would leave a location and then they would just leave a character there and you're like did you even look for this guy he's still there like what, what is happening and then they'd be walking like where the hell's patrick you know <laughs> he's been right here the whole time uh, on this lawn chair what's wrong with you uh, but yeah it's good all the and and are they continuing it or they well, they have to they ended up they don't such have a to do anything really paul yeah i demand it oh you're gonna you're gonna got it yeah i demand you do this I demand it. i'm gonna sign a petition uh, okay I mean, for, can i just adjust something 
Are we are we kidding me with Danny DeVito as Wolverine? I like at yeah. first I was like, oh, okay, that's really funny, and then like, but are is this like are people so. jokingly? Yeah, he's uh, too old. Are, are they are they meaning this in jest? Yeah. Like, oh, wouldn't it be funny to see how many signature signatures we can get? Or yeah. are people genuinely like, oh, this man who's you know four feet off the ground is going to be Wolverine? No, he won't. And he's all kinds of shapes and old. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but it's like Wolverine's like this big muscular dude. Well, he's short. He's really, really short. What happens? Like in the comics, apparently, I don't know. You know, I'm not. I don't he's know not much. Devito short. Mm, he's pretty close. He's really, really short. That's like his thing, I guess. I don't know. But Hugh Jackman's some, not really, really no. short. And th- that's what, and when that people the, think of Wolverine, they think of Hugh Jackman. Right, but at so first there was a huge thing about that because Wolverine is short and Hugh Jackman's tall, so everyone was freaking out about it. But I guess they grew on a lot of people. He grew. On I a always lot of felt like the and I'm going yeah I'm going back into the cartoons. Uh, I don't really follow the movies. I think I watched like the first two or three. I think the first the I X seen Mans? the three and the X people. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really like the movies. Yeah. There's some I, they never really stuck with me. But the show I did watch mm-hmm. in the '90s and. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt like the female characters were just really tall. Yeah, I don't know because they they really draw them, them so leggy. So yeah, I guess yeah. to me, Wolverine didn't look short. I just assumed that like Rogue and Storm and you know, just like and, and, yeah, people. Jean Grey were just Bridget like Nielsen, like tall women. I don't yeah. know, They're like Amazonian uh, yeah, yeah. Brienne of Tarth's type yeah. ladies. Um, but come on, Devito, like seriously, <laughs> like come on, better not. That's just silly. Mm. That's just way too much silly. Too silly. They'll, so, get, they'll get somebody like Tom Hardy's height, 5'8", somewhere around there. I think he's like 5'10", but Some, whatever. A stocky guy. 5'11", 5'10". Um, and so that's, yeah, that doesn't sound weird at all that I know that his shoe size is yeah. 10 and a half. <laughs> so, One time I don't know 19, what his shoe size he, is. <laughs> um, last night he had yeah. uh, X, and, X, Y, and Z for yeah. dinner. Um, yeah. So... Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up on on a slight heartbreak for us. Yeah, um, this gives us the sads. It gives serious. me the sads in my bellies and in my brains Ugh. and in my heart place. Uh, so we um, our episode. I'll, I'll, I'll preface this by saying that what you're about to hear <laughs> is if picture yourself being like a baseball player. Okay, and you're just like you're you're actually pretty good, right? Uh, and you have a chance to to uh, this major league team says, "Hey." kid let's go you're mm-hmm. making it to the majors and on your way to the bus you fall and break your fucking ankle <laughs> that's what the situation is yeah now, go. i i would i concur yeah um so so we, or we your hand i guess you can be more whatever either way well if you're a pitcher you do you yeah, really yeah. need your ankle to be great i don't know i don't know a lot about about the baseballs about sports i don't know about the sports balls yeah. um and so our episode 10 i want to say yeah. Our episode 10 guest, Mr. Richard Raymond, who did Souls of Totality, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, just... We've, we've you know, we've kind of stayed in contact with him mm-hmm. over the year. And uh, he reached over out to year. us. Well, it was a year yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he reached out and he was like, hey, I'm working on a short film in Atlanta. And this is probably like, you know. Last minute. Last minute, like yeah. shot in the dark here. But uh, do you guys want to like come help out? Yeah. <laughs> it was like uh, hey. no, we we knew about we knew that he was going to be filming and yeah. around the time, but um, it was kind of like it was kind of jokey for us to be when he was like, yeah, we'd love you know if you want you guys want to come on set, like cool. We thought it was more of just like polite, as a, as a, as yeah. a spectator, yeah, yeah. And we were like, okay, well, Georgia is kind of far to be a spectator, and we do have work and all that stuff, and you know, so now with our luck, of course, he's like, no, no, like to actually work on set help, and and be part out. of yeah, production. this production, which starts filming next week. Yeah. Uh, and Georgia, if you're depending on where you are, Georgia from upstate New York is nowhere near <laughs> one another. It's probably uh, what, like a 10 hour drive? Uh, here to Orlando is 18 hours. So, no, it's probably like, like 12. 12 or 13 hours away. Um, and then, unfortunately, we have uh, the, the consistent bane of our existence that is our day job. We appreciate yep. it and we're grateful to have them. But in moments like these, it becomes damn near impossible to take people up on sort of last minute opportunities yeah. because especially your job, I have, there you go. I said about 13. Um, I have a bit more leeway with my job. I yeah. technically could have been like, guess what? <laughs> like, something came up. 
I'm going to be and, out. And it's funny, too, because actually when he had, he kind of mentioned it, I don't want to say in passing, but he had mentioned he was working on it and, you know, you know, we may, you know, whatever, he kind of, I don't want to say he insinuated anything because he certainly didn't, but like. No, he extended the invite. Yeah, exactly. But, we, but it, I felt like it was more like as yeah. a spectator. So, so I, I had, like... I, and I was just like, well, I'm going to ask my job anyway, because even if he's joking, I, if he's not, I want to be ready. And of course my job. Sure, we'll go down there and stare at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I try to get the time off ahead of time and of course could not. No. So that that's that was a whole bowl of suckage. So now um, I feel like a teenager who can't see his girlfriend anymore because his parents said, "No, you can't see." It. But I love they her. Moved. You don't understand because <laughs> they moved. Yeah, and they're whatever. like, "You'll find another girlfriend." You're like, "I want her." Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was. There was like this moment of us trying trying to, like, to figure, figure out. Well, like, if I call in sick. Okay. Maybe so I... here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, even if we even if you could have gotten the days, the problem the the problem that we ran into is that it's literally the week of our crowdfunding launch party is that weekend that saturday yeah so um saturday perhaps after. well it, they're filming that whole week yeah it's the saturday six, of that week so um since somebody here doesn't fly and we have to drive it's now turns into days just for travel because 14 hours straight of driving me no likey uh, well hey if even if we could fly that wouldn't change the no it wouldn't but it would it would throw that on <laughs> well it would have <sighs> If we could fly, right? If we were able to fly, yeah, um, we might have. If you'd been able to get the days, it may have been possible in that we could technically come back Friday, right? But at your job, Friday specifically was a day that you couldn't get because we tried to get it for yeah. our crowdfunding thing and you couldn't. So, yeah. um, and then it, yeah, it just—it's just a whole. That one was off the book before he even extended the invite initially. Yeah, that day was So out. when he had extended the invite, I was like, so Friday's no good. What about the rest of the week? I was like, come on, we got, you know, we got pay-per-view yeah, crap. We got to work on Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. So unfortunately, uh, I'm trying to remain positive And I'm like, it just wasn't our time. This wasn't the one. Yeah. Uh, but it, we are just such fans of his work. Uh, so it was just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, What's next? Is Jessica Lee Genyi going to call and say, yeah. like, I'm not going to be able to do it because uh, I'm dying to work with that woman. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was just such a bummer. So we'll have to get Richard and Jessica together to shoot a film and then we'll... Shut up. <laughs> like, That's what's happening next. Shut up. That's got to happen. If we can no, merge... He's, he's using the same DP from... That he he has a wonderful DP. He does, but I just I'm such a Gang yeah, Yee yeah, fan. Yeah. Like that's just like boop, put them all together. Yeah. Any, so, but you know, yeah, Jessica's amazing, amazing. But any DP that can figure out how to shoot during an eclipse, an eclipse. <laughs> somebody you might want to hold on to. I don't think you're gonna go to another DP <laughs> yeah. after that. I'm pretty sure you're gonna stick with that person. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that that was like uh, major major bummer points. Yeah. So but life happens, and he's still our friend. Hopefully. <laughs> he's Hopefully still he our he's still our friend that we've never met. Um, he's still our friend that we stalk. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> However, um, he did. You know, so we we extended our apologies. We're like, oh my god, we're so bummed. Like, yeah, we're so, yeah. so pissed off that we can't do this. And then this, he threw this little nugget at us and was like, well, do you want to read the script? Then and we're like, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so we did get to read. We got to. We I'm like obviously we can't say anything about yeah. what the film's about, but we got to read it before uh, it's, it's even being made. So yeah. that was pretty awesome. That was that was our our sads for mm-hmm. the week. Mm-hmm. My ass is a bit chapped about that, yeah. but I'll have to move on. Yeah, Richard, if you're listening, please don't forget about us. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, that was sad, but you know everything happens for a reason. You gotta believe yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, we'll go with maybe that. the shooting Fine. conditions will be absolutely atrocious and we would have, like, you know, would have broken us or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we would have made some huge mistake and formatted one of his cards or something. Oh, by my God. <laughs> I don't think he'd have you touching that kind yeah. of stuff, maybe. Yeah. People are like, here, go hold that over there. Yeah. Go move that light. Um I don't think I don't think he'd trust us with the like super technical stuff sure. as of yet. Yeah. Um, but one day it'll happen. Mm-hmm. You'll get to You'll get to move a light or gaff or something, and uh, Richard, I'll get to yeah. potentially do like craft service, maybe because I don't know tech technical stuff, uh, or hopefully be an actor. Hello, <clears throat> yeah. auditioning, yeah. willing to do that. Please. He just he just booked a film with Evan Rachel Wood. Yes, um, which I read on IMDb actually. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'll go go follow his stuffs. Yeah, and um, so next next week 
the big five zero. The big five zero, and we have no freaking idea what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's well, it's no only two episodes away from the year one, so it's like you're gonna celebrate the big five zero and the big five two, or do we just celebrate know. the big five two? I don't know. Hmm. Make fifty two the new fifty. Fifty two is the new fifty. Fifty two fifty. So I think. I mean, I, I I'll put this out there just because then maybe it'll. I, I'm thinking about, or I should say, we're thinking about updating the theme song. song. Yeah. For the for just about had year. enough of my freaking voice. Not that yeah. I listened to it, but I'm just over it. Something a little bit. Uh, more produced <laughs> than than something that we sat and made in like twenty minutes. Um, well, we had a song from our when we used to do like a video cast, yeah, type thing. That so good. we may just go back to that. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know. We may we may switch our song. We may. What do you want? Yeah. Are you like no? We want to hear her stupid voice still, or are you like get this woman out of here? Well, I mean, we could still add lyrics to it, but we probably won't. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know if we if we do one of those things where you add like clips from all the shows and stuff or whatever. It's possible. I just don't possible. want to sit through. I hate sitting through long, long intros. I absolutely hate it. I've you listened know? to some shows that have intros that are like three minutes long. And I'm like, is this still going on? Yeah. So it'll be quick. So I guess we won't have time for that. So straight to it. the point, straight yep. to the point. Music, yep. music, music. Boom. Done. That's it. I don't know. Or it'll just stay the same forever because that's what people are used to. And they're like, no, you can't change that. Yeah. It's like I was trying to listen to your episode, but it, I guess it downloaded this other one by mistake. Yeah. Ooh, that's something to think about, right? Maybe somebody hears the yeah. beginning and they're like, what is this crap? I'm sure they'll make it. Th- they switch hosts. Yeah. I'm sure they'll make now it through it's gonna just be good. fine. Anyway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't know what this show is, but this one's better than the this old one. This is way better than the old one. They were so annoying. Um, okay, yeah, so we don't know what's going on for 50 yet. There's just, we have so much shit going on. Uh, mm-hmm. There is Godzilla coming that you're excited next weekend, for. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next weekend. We'll probably, at the very least, talk about that. I don't know who else is excited for it. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I, mean, okay. I, I saw this movie when it came out, what, three years ago? Three, four years ago, something like that. Yeah. Why are we still doing this? It look, this one looks really good. This, I know I've talked about it before, but the, just the, I'm excited. The artistry. Of the visual effects looks. I'm very excited. Better be. It better be artistic. 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 <laughs> it better be good is what I'm saying. Shout outs. Shout outs. Shout outs. So Reality Bomb Comic Cast, Steady Geekin, not up for debate. Perry Herovis. Yes. And then uh, we'd like to just pop in our little sponsors, sponsor type supporter people yep. for a vital sign. Um, so to Parlor 109, Parlor 109, to Mega Brain Comics, to Beacon Soundworks, to Ty Golden, and to the Village of Brewster Film Fest, yeah. who are supporting us. Yeah. But we still have room for more supporters yeah. always. So if you're interested in sponsoring or or and or supporting us. Be an athletic supporter. Yeah. Uh, hit us up. Go Gorilla Film on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, and the socials. What show are you doing again? Yeah. Go Gorilla Film. On everything. On the All stuffs. the socials. But Instagram is the best way to get in yeah, touch Yeah, Instagram with us. is the best way to get in touch with us. And thank you so much to our supporters and uh, patronize the crap out of their businesses yeah. and or organizations, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so we see you next week. Have or a lovely... you hear from us. All right. Have a lovely week. with this one